right okay so i hope we can continue from yesterday we were talking about attitude right the positive and the negative attitude right and we are also talking about something called reality and the workplace right or what is called reality therapy in psychology right the idea is uh well when we talking about reality i'm a math student right and we had two subjects which were very interesting one was called real analysis and the other was called complex variables right and in complex variables we had to study something called imaginary numbers right yeah so we to uh, so it has uh, one real component and one imaginary component and that's a very very interesting subject so you might like to go there so the question is when we talking about the real how much of the real can be imagined right and that's something important because when we are talking about reality therapy right we are not talking about only our lives and our experiences right we are art students so when we are talking about arts we are talking about empiricism which you all know about that is by doing you learn right so that's how arts differs from science but these are divisions which perhaps we can no longer sustain right because we have something called critical theory literary theory and uh, all sorts of other theories right and psychology has many theories also so when we are talking about the idea of uh the real and the imaginary and reality therapy right so reality therapy doesn't mean that you do real analysis which is actually uh, what you what we uh, conservatively call calculus right yeah so it's also taking us on to something called uh, imaginary numbers and real numbers right but the real the reality therapy is not about only experience right and what happens is how do you play with experience how do you use time and your attitude right we talked about attitude right we talked about negative uh, places and positive attitudes and we talked about uh, we talked about negative uh, attitudes and positive places right so you have you can have a positive attitude and you can land up in a negative place which most of us do in india right and the office environment might look a little interesting on the outside right and many of us get fascinated with it right but slowly reality bites and that's what we talked about yesterday the honeymoon period of a job right and the honeymoon period is a kind of a bad way of talking about it because when we talk about a honeymoon period we are actually talking about the idea of uh, yeah somebody said something uh, yeah yeah we talked about time management yes we are talking about time management but we talked about the honeymoon period right which is this grand period of getting in to a job and you're all up and the attitude the feeling the mood is great right and slowly after some time as human beings and i'm sorry 
we are still art students and I think we need to think about that because in the business world, they're coming to the humanities and the arts, right? As human beings, we get tired of things, right? And that's important, yeah? And that part of reality, we have to look at, right? Because when we're talking about time, ma uh, time management, we're also talking about something called reality therapy, right? That's one. And uh, reality therapy may be a bad word to use because we assume that we are not psychological cases, right? And we might like to think that we are in a mad, mad world, right? Yeah, and everybody's crazy and everybody's mad and your madness is different from my madness, right? As long as we respect each other's madness, it's okay, right? Yeah, and that's what that uh, movie we talked about, uh, I don't know whether I talked about it with you, right? Uh, oh my God, right? Is talking about, do we respect other people's madness, right? And how much of that madness can we respect? That's when we're talking about the real, right? And we're talking about time management, we're talking about attitude, and we're talking about how we fit into this kind of a, uh, a scheme, right? So when we're talking about reality therapy, what is important is time management is a very important kind of thing to do, right? Uh, you might like to look up I'm Okay, You're Okay, which is an old book by a man called Thomas Harris, right? And one of the, it's about transactional analysis, of course, but it's talking about how do you have, how do you manage time, right? Because we're talking about two kinds of time, right? Time, which is external to us, which is already managed, systematized, and given to us, and we fall into this kind of a system. Somebody gets your timetable, like we have here, over here, in uh, this university, right? Yeah, and uh, many other universities and many other places, when you get into the office space, you'll be told that this is the time when you report to work, this is the time when you can leave work, all those kind of things are there. And of course, we know the capitalist flexi hours, which is a very exploitative kind of uh, uh, time scheme, right? Because it means that you can go on working and working and working and uh, the company benefits, right? And they might provide you place, right? They might provide people like Google and uh, all the very fantastic places. They have uh, a, a vending machine where you pay nothing, right? You just have to type in your, your code number perhaps, right? And you get all the chocolates, you get all the, the coffee, you can go and drink as much coffee as you want, right? And you can uh, caffeinate yourself by drinking coffee all the day, right? Yeah, you can have chocolates, you can have those, you can have anything you want. Right? And they also have a gym and they also have uh, a swimming pool sometimes. Right? So that's the kind of uh, postmodern spaces that we've entered as far as workspaces are concerned. But the unfortunate thing is, where is the demarcation between the home space and the workspace? Right? So when we're talking about time, we can't talk about time without talking about space. Yeah? We've all had this book called, uh, I hope you have, but if you haven't, please do, right? A Brief History of Time, okay? Which is very interesting and very important, right? Because A Brief History of Time is actually taking us to what we call uh, the idea of time and space, right? 
in today's world we talk about time and we talk about space together right so when you think about time you also think about space right and that's a very important kind of thing that we all have right yeah so we're talking about time and we're talking about space and time and space are very very important for us right because when we talk about time it's not uh this is something that's happened to us as i said yesterday when we talk about time uh we are talking about a modern world right we talked about railway time yeah so this is something that happens to the human being after the 13th century in europe right and it catches up with us in india maybe in the 19th century right especially with the coming of the railway train where you have railway time right later you have uh, the radio ceylon which i don't know if uh, anybody listens to anymore right so radio ceylon and uh, you have the radio time and people would swear by radio time not clock time because your watch and my watch might be a little different right yeah so today of course we have virtual time and we have real time because we are in something called a different space and that's what you call virtual space right so when we talk about virtual space we are actually talking about this idea of a space that we have on the internet and that's also virtual time because you can see when you download a document or you upgrading something right that a lot of time is taken in this right yeah so in in upgrading uh it says 1 minute and that's not 1 minute by the watch but that's 1 minute by the own uh by the the computer's own time or the internet's time and that's a different kind of time right and in today's world time management is not something that we thought about was very easy in the past right so it might be a good idea if you read thomas harris you'll get it on the road side if the road side shops are open right i'm okay you're okay you might get a pirated version right because i believe in something called copyleft which is not about copyright right yeah so uh, that's something interesting and very important to india because we still uh, exploited by the uh, the colonial and the post colonial powers that be right uh, yes so that's one and what is important in thomas harris's idea of time he's talking about the structured time that we all subject to from the time we are born right yeah so you have and that's a very important matter right uh, especially for feminist like vicky kirby right who's talking about how you you can check out vicky kirby and you can read her books and some of the books are here in the library behind uh, center of contemporary theory right so she's talking about the idea of when we talk about time right and we talk about the human being right we are set into time by our mothers right and she's got a very interesting word for it she calls it calls it the phallic mother yeah the phallic mother is the mother who's actually going around putting the male chauvinist order the phallus is a male sexual organ and that's the language that feminists are using 
right? Okay, so when you use the mail order, we talked about language, right? And when we talk about language, uh, mother tongue is a bad word for the feminist, right? Because it is not the mother tongue at all, right? It's but the father tongue, which has been siphoned off and marketed as a mother tongue, right? And that becomes a huge problem, right? So linguists prefer to use the word L1 or the first language, right? So if you are in linguistics, maybe you'll find that interesting, right? But to come back to this idea of real time and the idea of the, the phallic mother, right? That is important because when we are talking about the idea of the phallic mother, right? We are talking about how all the orifices of a baby's body is controlled by the mother, right? And of course, the sad thing about it is your, the mother is making the child fit into the male world and male time, right? So the doctor says, uh, feed the child every three hours or four hours or five hours, whatever that is, right? Yeah, or every one hour, whatever, right? Yeah, so the mother is in power because the mother is looking after all the orifices of the baby's body, right? So when we are talking about time, we are talking about the body, right? Yeah, and a very important function of us as human beings is how we develop in time, right? Of course, I might sound very philosophical and I might go back to a man called uh, Heidegger who talks about being and time, right? So when we are talking about being or us as human beings, which is different from being a chair, being a table, being a cat or a dog or a rat or a horse, that's Leo, of course, right? But when we're talking about all these bits, we are talking about how does a human being develop in time, right? So one is we are developing as uh, bodies, right? from a small size to a big size, right? But we also have this idea of looking at your photograph and saying, that's me, right? You don't really know that's you, but somebody tells you that's you, and you get this idea of a self from the baby photograph to the old person's photograph. And the physical changes in time are very huge and different, right? Looking at yourself as a baby when you're 80 years old, right? And the whole amount of change in time is something that comes in with experience, right? So when we talk about reality, right, we are talking about how time operates. And time is reality for many of us, especially because we are in what you call a modern world. Yeah? And when we talk about a modern world, we are talking about universals of space and time, right? I as a linguist, right, uh, or my little bit of a linguistic past will not talk about time as a universal, right? And will not talk about space as universal. There is a man called Immanuel Kant who makes this happen with Western philosophy, right? Yeah, and the, when we talk about time, I think that's very interesting because we talk about Indian time and we talk about the water clock, 
right? I remember my school teacher used to ask us, he was a Sanskritist, you are not an Indian, uh, initially, but he became an Indian, uh, Indian when uh, India became a free country, right? He was here for many, many years, right? Yeah, he was a Sanskritist and a uh, Latin uh, scholar and a German scholar, right? And uh, he, interestingly, he would ask people about the Hindu religion and about the idea of the water clock, right? And uh, the idea of the uh, the auspicious moment, right? Yeah. So all those kind of things he would know. And as one of my colleagues told me later, when I I was working, her husband went to the same school many years later, of course, right? And he was saying, well, uh, uh, Father Shock, that's the principal. He would know when you have the right what we call the auspicious moment, right? And the the moment when you have to have your marriage ceremony, right? And he had to sign the leave reports. So somebody said, well, this is a this is the time we need off, right? And then he would say, sorry, I can't do that because this is the time when you have the auspicious moment, right? Now, uh, that's interesting and important for us because we are post-colonial subjects, right? And as post-colonial subjects, we have to come to terms with Western time, Indian time, Christian time, Hindu time, uh, Islamic time also, right? Yeah, because I was watching a, a program on the BBC, right? And this uh, person from Africa was talking about how time has been organized by uh, culturally, by different kinds of people who come over to Africa, right? And he talks about Christian time, Islamic time, uh, and the modern time, right? And he's talking about uh, what he call, uh, I wouldn't really like to use the word natural because I have big issues with the politics of being natural, right? But what is interesting about the idea of time is it's associated with something called nature, Right? And that's always a question mark because we are all artificial. Right? Everything that we do is artificial. Right? We are, we are more uh, artificial than natural. Right? The only thing is some of our, most of us, our bodies, right, are what you call uh, somewhat natural. Right? We have taste, we have sexual drives, we have all these things just like any other animal. And many of us forget that we are animals. Right? I'll come back to that and we're talking about bodily time, right? Yeah. So at one level we're talking about time, right? And this idea that we get from Immanuel Kant, right? And Immanuel Kant is talking about the idea of uh, of time and space being universal. Right? So when you say time and space are universal, that's an important kind of category. That is all human beings understand what time and space is. Yeah? But Kant is not, at least at that point of time, it might have been interesting to think of it that way. But we are very uh, skeptical today about that kind of position. Because what is Indian time? What is the time of a person who goes by the sun? Right? We are living in a different space. You can't talk about time without talking about space, right? 
and our time today is controlled by electric lights, right? Now, uh, we live in a world with electric lights, right? Which is a different world from a natural world order where you get up when the sun is up and the cock crows, right? And you go to sleep when the sun goes down and when it's evening time, you put your chickens and your sheep and your cows and whatever animals you have in, yeah? You, you protect them from wild animals or denizens of the night, right? So we're talking about anthropocentric time. Anthropos is the human being and anthropocentric is things that are uh, centered on the human being, right? So when we're talking about anthropocentric time, that's different from talking about the time which is for the animals a different time, right? Because the animals have a mating season, right? Yeah, so uh, we don't go, at least we think we don't go by seasons. I don't know if anybody thinks that uh, the mating process in human beings is by season, right? So all those things have changed, perhaps, because of the artificial, uh, uh, artificial ways in which we operate, right? So we are no more natural beings, right? We are no more, we are political beings, of course, right? And we are political animals, that's Aristotle, right? So that's over there, it's true. But we also have changed with uh, technology, right? With, uh, so we have the train, we have the plane, right? And when we talk about time, how does time change, right? When Abraham Lincoln died, it took 15 days for England to know that Abraham Lincoln died. Yeah? Right? Because you don't have a means of knowing what's happening over there. Right? And by, uh, by the end of the 20th century or the middle of the 20th century, it would just take about six or seven minutes to get, have a phone call and inform somebody from the United States that, yeah, uh, that somebody has died or somebody, any kind of news. Right? Yeah, and you had all the, uh, the printing machines, right? the teleprinter, all those kind of things happen at the end of the 20th century, right? And of course today we have even a more important kind of uh, thing that is happening to us, right? And that's we've got the internet where if any news is to be given, it can be delivered in some nanoseconds, right? Yeah, or even when it's happening. And that's what's great about today, right? And that's what's great about today and the idea of a Twitter storm, uh, the idea of, I think it was some people had a revolt in Iran, right? And the, the woman who was a part of the protest, okay, she uh, used Twitter so that the whole world came to know. Of course, I think she got killed in the, in the protest because of shooting and all that, right? But she did her job and died, right? She took out photographs of what was going on, the, the brutality of the state, right and put it on twitter and sent it around to the whole world right so uh we might have our issues with technology and perhaps technology is a problematic issue right but technology is also important when we talk about time management right okay so we have the clock and we're talking about time and we're talking about the old conventional way of heaping of Harvesting, harvest season is a different season 
okay the summer you have more days of course in india we don't really have these huge shifts in summer and winter maybe if you are in a place like calcutta you might uh, you might see that the time that we have on the watch and the time that uh, we actually experience in nature or the sun's movements are different right yeah so in winter you'll find that by four o'clock in the evening it's already getting dark right and if you live in places like london etc the winter and the summer are definitely more varied you have to adjust your clock right so we're talking about time it, and so what is this time time is something that's very extremely abstract right and it's also subjective right and what is interesting is when kant makes a universal of time and space uh, there are some linguists who we talk about again and again and they're very very important right and these uh, these are these two people uh, actually uh, say that time and space don't exist in language for the hopi indians right and these people are sapir and wolf you can check them up and it's called the sapir wolf hypothesis which is interesting because these people are actually working with what you call tribals or what we in india call tribals actually it should be just called tribes right uh, and they call the hopi indians and there's no evidence of space and time in the language right so do they have space and time yeah we can't we can't say anything about it right i remember when we had this debate as ma students uh, many people say but well they would have something else in space and time otherwise how could they function right now that's a problem because we have what this idea that the universal is space and time everybody functions in space and time yeah so in india we had some concepts of time but those concepts of time are different from the european concepts of time and the scientific concepts of time right so we talk about christian time okay and historical time so in christian time god was present in the past god was present in the present and god's present in the future right yeah and a human being comes up at one moment of time and uh, dies off at another moment of time there's a future in god after the human being and before the human being right but when we talk about historical time i do not know what's going to come tomorrow right i may know something about the past but i don't know what's going to come tomorrow and i have to predict tomorrow based on the past right so that's when we come to reality therapy we all have a past right from the time uh, a mothers um, right yeah or the, the women okay and of course i'm saying this deliberately because this whole business of unpaid labor to women are very important right yes yeah, so all the mothers all the grandmothers all the people who look after us when we are children right most of them are unpaid labor right which is a problem right and nobody thinks of it that way right because we like to use a family metaphor as we did with the honeymoon period right we like to use the family metaphor and say well that's a mother and a father and the mother has to do all this no that's not right right yes yeah, so that's another issue which we'll talk about but the important thing which people like vicky kirby bring to us is this that the mother is a per- the person who actually gets women uh they actually uh, get women and men into this kind of a male 
uh, time cycle, right? It's a male patriarchal world and Vicky Kirby is a feminist, right? So she's actually taking up this idea of how do the woman deal with time, right? Not, she's not the only one, right? But when you talk about, uh, you might like to look at a movie by a feminist uh, cinema theorist called Laura Malby, quite famous, right? You must, uh, and uh, she has an eight minute film, eight minutes, right? On the life of a woman, right? Which is, there's no, there's no much showing of the woman's body you don't see her face, right? But you see what the woman does in, and it's just taking you around all the things that women do in so much of time, right? In eight minutes, you're seeing what goes on, right? And that's about a woman's life, right? Now, many people, women and men, like to think their mothers don't do anything, right? Yeah, and you only think that the male order is doing work, right? And women's work is thought about as zero, which is unfair, right? And uh, I'll talk about that when I have to talk about it, right? But what is interesting is, when we talk about time management, women have to think about a lot of things, plan the day, what to cook, well in advance, right? Because you'll have a stupid man who's going to say, well, isn't the food ready? I've got to go to work, right? The children will say, well, you've not given me my food, right? The whole process of time, right? Uh, for the so the woman has to think about how do you manage time, how do you manage resources, how do you put all these things together? The resource management, time management, space management. If the woman has to go and take the food for the children to the school or get it ready for somebody to take it, you have to think about the distance, right? And it's not so we are living in a world where we are into time from the time we are very little kids right and Vicky Kirby's idea is the mother actually unknowingly most mothers do it right they in they inflict the patriarchy or the male order on children not from language because that's one of the ways of inflicting a patriarchy on people but by bodily gesture, the, the bodily acts, right? And as some of you are psychologists, you will know that we're talking about what Freud would call the oral, the anal, and the genital, right? Yeah? And what is interesting is the mother is in control of all the orifices of the child, right? And cleaning up the ears and the, the genitalia, the bottom, the mouth, the nose, all those kind of things. The mother is in control of all that, right? Very, very powerful, right? But shouldn't be exploited by the patriarchy, yeah? But it is exploited by the patriarch because the mother actually gets the child into time, right? Because what happens over here is the mother is constantly cleaning up the child, feeding the child, all these things are with the orifice of the body, right? And the body is very important because you talk about eight hours of sleep, right? Yeah, and the baby has to get eight hours of sleep, otherwise the baby will really have a lot of problems, right? So that kind of eight hours of sleep slowly changes, right? And of course we're talking about a postmodern space, right? With electricity, okay? So the day and night doesn't 
matter anymore, which is very sad. And a lot of people have a lot of problems with that, including problems with weight, right? Because we need eight hours of sleep. And if you don't have eight hours of sleep, many people put on weight, right? Uh, if you work in the night and all those flex hours become interesting, something when we're talking about postmodern time is we're talking about the call center, we're talking about uh, medical transcription, we're talking about all those kinds of new jobs which have come up, right? And the idea of cheap labor which you get from places like India, right? Yeah, so somebody is sitting in the United States and somebody is sitting in India and for them it's day, for us it's night, right? And a lot of my students and a lot of my friends keep working in the call center jobs because it pays more than uh, other jobs, okay? Actually, it doesn't, right? By European standards, they're paying you maybe half of what they would pay their own call center people, right? So what has happened with the net and postmodernism is very important, right? Because with the net and postmodernism, we actually are we are actually taking time to with what you call virtual reality, right? And virtual space, we are actually using real space, right? We are actually taking space up and saying, well, we don't care about time. Yeah, you have to work by the time of the United States, right? And you have uh, many services which are 24 hours, right? Now, our bodies work in time in a different way, right? So, you have a baby has to sleep for 8 hours a day, we all, or more than 8 hours a day, I, I think uh, that's, yeah, 8 hours a day is the, the normal human being, right? But the baby has to work uh, to sleep for a longer time, right? And slowly it becomes 8 hours. Sorry for saying that the baby uh, has to sleep for 8 hours, right? Minimum is 8 hours for all human beings, right? Okay, now, when we're talking about that, we're talking about pre-electricity days, right? And the care of our child before we have electricity, right? That is, children would be kept in a dark room, right? To mimic the womb of the mother, right? So that the child doesn't come into the glare of the sun and the glare of any other kind of light, right? Today, when the child is born, the child is subject to electric light. And not only ordinary electric light, but huge amounts of bulbs and a huge amount of electric light, artificial light and not natural light, right? And uh, that space is taken up, right? Which people don't bother about, right? Because caring for our bodies, as Foucault would say, the care of the self, we have to care for our body, right? And when you work in a call center, you can do that as a young person, right? You can disturb the bodily cycle of day and night, right? If any of you have experienced traveling on a plane, you'll have what you call jet lag, right? And what is that? We're talking about time, and we're talking about the body, and we're talking about sleep, right? Yeah, and that's something that's very important to note that you're used to one kind of time slot and you go to another part of the world and this whole idea is you feel sleepy as ever, you keep sleeping, you have to get used to another kind of time which is 
natural time here and natural time there but your body has been used to one kind of time for such a long time right yeah from birth perhaps right now that's important because when we're talking about time right we're talking about how does time get managed right and we are talking about these systems that we have not created right heidegger the philosopher says we are thrown into the world and he uses a nice german word called gay warfenheit right we are thrown into the world and we have to make sense of it right so i can be thrown into a world which doesn't have electricity right and i have to make sense of the time scheme of the day and the night right then there are only some few things which are important like the noises that my stomach is making or the pain that my stomach is giving to say that look uh, i need food right and if there are human beings around which there are right as a child as a baby right or an infant the the mother or whoever is around will see that the child is fed and you try to feed the child not by the natural uh, of uh, feelings of the the body right but we do something that is associated with artificial uh, kinds of settings according to the clock right so we look at what is happening to the human body right and we need to think about all this because when we talking about time management this is an artificial kind of construct that we have right we are artificially saying this is when school begins this is when school ends right and uh, on the eight hours of sleep paradigm we are going on to talk about uh, everything eight hours right so you have to have eight hours of work eight hours of sleep right and eight hours of relaxation right so that's one time scheme because we have 24 hours to the day right so that's one time scheme that most people like to follow in their own lives right yeah and that gets disrupted in a world of work because people work for more than 8 hours right okay i'm not talking about the prime minister of india because i don't believe he's working for more than 8 hours for the country he might be doing all this uh, kind of headline management and uh, photo management and all those kind of things right i i don't care about this working for 8 hours how do you call working for 8 hours a problem so we'll look with that right yeah and how much do you work in the 8 hour slot right it's like taking a lecture the lecture is supposed to be 1 hour right and i protested about the lecture being 1 hour 20 minutes because first of all i can't record it right one the second thing is the human span is about 30 to 45 minutes right beyond that people cannot pay attention so we're talking about limitations and reality when we're talking about time right so one is the mind the other is the body right so when we're talking about the body the body can take only so much if you sit in the same position for 8 hours what happens to your body right so the body we are all framed within a body yeah when we die we don't need the body and we don't know if there's anything after that right yeah we like to claim that there's a resurrection there's an afterlife okay the soul goes to heaven or hell or the soul transmits into another body so they're different Uh, religions talk about different things right yeah but the idea is when we are in a body we can talk about things that we know and that's reality and the body is framed in time right so we have the 24 hours of the day 
that's a lot of time so what do we do with it right you might think that you're very young and therefore you can join a call center and when you join a call center what do you do over there is you work you work first of all you work your body upside down right the natural kind of uh, reactions from your light centers in the eye tell you that this is a abnormal time my body is saying well this is my time to sleep but then i artificially get used to a time which is the call center time that is maybe beginning at 8 o'clock in the night and ending at 8 o'clock in the morning right or if it's a 12 hour shift because that's that's not right by something called the workers act and the historians or, or anybody dealing with history can actually talk about the workers act right because and if you like you can go and see a movie by charlie chaplin called modern times right we're talking about times and the idea of time is very important in the movie also it shows you clock time right factory time right factory time is something again which is very important this is the time when everybody comes out of the factory right and the first movies that were made were actually when you're talking about this is the time everybody is going to come out of the factory the shift changes right you have a siren for the workers right now that's again something else we talk about yeah so the workers time and the officers time is different right and this is something that is uh, maybe not fair or maybe fair and that's how we get into the world of work right so if you are a worker and we have this term called the cyber coolie right yeah so you are willing to do anything the indians might like to think we are very developed we are very advanced but the major decisions are taken by americans and europeans especially when it comes to uh, all the cyber stuff that we have right yeah so i don't know whether the great or anything of the sort and that's standard too by many of our politicians right and their politicians like to give indians a pat on the back and they say well they are very very qualified and of course that's becoming a problem because uh, the americans don't know their maths right and that's why they have a lot of problems with uh, a lot of things right yeah you actually yeah so one of the important things of course when we are talking about time is the disruption of time right so we are talking about my body is used to getting up with the sun going to sleep when it's dark right and getting my 8 hours sleep and then getting up again that's the the so called natural human cycle right okay so that's one and with the new time i work only in the night right now my body is not used to that my mind can work and my mind can work with cups of coffee which are artificial right to keep me awake and alive right so if i'm going to sleep i give myself a lot of coffee right i did that number of years because i was a math student and uh, i did sometimes i never slept in the night right yeah now how good or bad it is that's for you to think about but what is interesting and what is important is when we are talking about the body the body actually suffers very badly with long term consequences after your job is over right and you must remember that the body time is something that is already structured not by us but by outside agencies that is by uh, the mother right and the mother is doing things by the clock right so we can see that we are 
actually getting stuck in this this idea of time which is not us right so we have fitted into this time right and what happens with this kind of time okay we think that that is important right so uh, i'm sorry for getting into all these issues but when we're talking about time what does time mean right and in the 20th century we have got a lot of philosophers like bergson right who's talking about time and how time operates right and the question is what is time for you and what is time for me right yeah so you can say that i'm sitting here and i've been here with you for such a long time right now one person gets something quickly another person takes a long time right so we're talking about that learn to play a musical instrument right one person will get it in uh, an hour some persons might take 2 hours or 3 hours or 4 hours to do the same kind of a piece right yeah and some people might think that well i finished the piece and that's over right but then how many times do you play it how many times do you actually uh, work with this idea of uh, time right yeah and what do you do with that idea of time right so that's again a problem because uh different people take different uh, amount of energy amount of skills to learn something right and maybe you can learn a language to see how different different it is from what you are doing or your language right and that takes hard work and that takes time and that takes concentration right so some people and when you talk about intelligence we're talking about how quick can you grasp something that's in time quick right yeah so if you have 10 people right and one person gets everything quick i'm not saying it's better right but that's what the industry would want okay because they are commercial they capitalistic and we are we can't say that we are not capitalistic we are living in a capitalistic world right so we're talking about a time scheme when uh, some people do do things fast we talked yesterday about smart work and uh, quick uh, smart work and hard work right so the idea is get things done quick and move off right so that's something uh, i'm not saying that is right right but the question is can we work smart and work hard also right so smart work is not hard work right smart work may be what the prime minister of india is doing right uh, hard work is something else okay and if the people really worked hard india would have changed right i'm not only talking about this prime minister i'm talking about all the other prime ministers right so when you say the prime minister works for 18 hours a day bad idea right what is the quality of the work right yeah so when you have your eight hour shift that means you've worked with all your energy after that you have to relax you have to sleep you have to do all these things right yeah so all these people who work for 18 hours and 17 hours and all that that's okay right i i think uh, i this is a story that we had about uh, a great mathematician called shri ram abhyankar who was the head of my uh, department when i was a student in pune university right he was a mathematician and i was doing maths right and uh, he just uh, the indians threw him out because he had a chair he had a permanent post in the united states and purdue university and he was also the head of the department of mathematics 
input and input right? Uh, and of course, I don't want to get into all those details. But what's interesting is, he used to work for two days or three days and then sleep for two or three days, right? Now, how do you look at time like that, right? Okay, and some of us do that, right? Especially if you have this night shift, it's not only with the cyber kind of uh, jobs that we have, but we are also talking about people who work on planes, right? You have your flight. If you're a pilot, you have your flight and your flight might be in the night and you have to be concentrated and you have to be sharp and all those kind of things. So you have to have a good sleep, right? Yeah, uh, I think only with the pilots are people very cautious, right? And in India, they don't care, right? If you go to Britain, an ordinary bus driver, right, will be, uh, they'll tell you, I'm sorry, I can't go on because the limit is so many hours of work, right, or so many hours of driving. After that, we're forced to take a break, right? Yeah, and that is important, right? Okay, it's this kind of postmodern world that we live in where you exploit the body and you exploit the mind of people beyond the limit of eight hours. Right? And that's a bad idea and not even to be glorified even if the Prime Minister of India is doing that or pretends to do that. I would think it's a pretense, right? Because if you have to work for eight hours and work very hard for eight hours, right? After that, we'll have to relax and go to sleep, right? Yeah? Uh, that's the human body, right? And we are still in the human body, right? We're not outside the human body and we might think that especially when we are young, the body can take a lot of shit, right? You can take uh, abuse, the body can take a lot of abuse and when you actually uh, abuse the body as far as time is concerned, the reaction is not immediate. The reaction will be after 20 years or 30 years, you suddenly find that well, I'm sitting down for 8 hours a day, right? I've not done any exercise, right? And that's what's happening to us and it's important to talk about this to young people because we're actually saying that look, what's happening is as young people, we might like to party hard, right? I remember when I worked in this corporate, right? Uh, they have this different notions of different corporates but by and large this is the same, right? Work hard and party hard, right? And then for some small achievement, of a team or something or the company, right? They would have a big party, right? And this whole culture of America or the American culture is something that is transmitted and we in India don't care about that, right? So first of all, you work hard and for more than eight hours a day and then you have a party which is again taking your time and also taking a toll on your body because you eat or and drink, of course, the, the it's not it was not Gujarat and it's Maharashtra, right? So you could uh, eat and drink whatever you like, right? And what is interesting over there, and what is very important, is that that's bad for the body, right? And when we're talking about time management, it's talking again about what age do we retire, right? Yeah, and if you manage your time properly, you can perhaps never retire, right? Till the day you die, you can keep working, right? Which is not an Indian idea, right? It's an American idea again, right? And in India, what you have is by the age of 40 or 50, people give up, 
right? Give up doing work, I'm talking about the academic world and even other ways, right? The idea of a hobby, we don't develop that, right? Because if you have developed an idea of a hobby, people take the time to do something like music or art or painting besides their job. There are Indians too who are doing that today, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that we are not doing that, right? So you work in a company, you come back, you learn your guitar, you do art, right? And you recreate yourself in that, right? Because this is very important, right? And when we are talking about time management, we have to think about our bodies, right? First of all, we have to give enough rest to the body and enough rest to the mind, right? And that's what... Uh, so you are put into an artificial system which you have not created. First of all, you are already put into an artificial system by the mothers uh, and the doctors and saying that the baby is to be fed so many times a day. Then you have to say so many times a day. Then we have a four meal a day system, right? Yeah. And now you go to your workplace and all those kind of things and you keep eating all the time, right? And you live in an air conditioned room which is again very bad for the body, right? The air conditioners are important for the computers not to burn, right? And the computers to keep cool and all those kind of things we already know about, right? But the computer is bad for the body because the computer cools down the body and a lot of energy is used or burnt up over there and you need to have more calories and you need to have chocolates and you need to eat and eat and eat, right? Yeah, and of course, it also dehydrates you so you have to drink a lot of water which many people don't do also, right? So the question is, this is the workspace. Now I'm talking about time and I'm talking about space, right? We can't really separate time and space in the modern world. That's what the scientist does, right? So you can read uh, uh, Stephen Hawking's and you can look at what's going on over there, right? Now, when we're talking about this idea of time and space, we're actually talking about what's going on over here, right? We're talking about this idea of how do we look after our bodies, right? Because if I have to work with an institution, what happens to time, right? And the institution or the institutional time is something that becomes my time and I adapt to that most of the time, we adapt to that, right? So if they have 2 o'clock as lunch break, then 2 o'clock is a lunch break, right? Yeah, and they won't, uh, normally people don't uh, uh, deviate from that, right? So 2 o'clock is a lunch break and if you don't eat lunch, you can sit down and work. That's how the capitalist exploit you as a worker, right? Yeah, so that's something else that is important, right? That the question of breaks, the tea time, the lunch break, all those things, if they're going to feed you, which many companies do. I'm talking about the private sector, I'm not talking about the government sector, but even the government sector has the lunch break business, which of course in India is uh, stretched. And uh, yeah, you, you can go and see what's happening in our offices, right? The people after lunch are not in the mood to work and all those kind of things, right? Yeah, so. When you're talking about organizing time, the people who are the head of organizing time and time schemes have to keep a lot of factors in mind, which we'll talk about tomorrow, right? So we're talking about time and time management. Now, we're also talking about attitude, right? Yeah, so we're talking about attitude and we're talking about time, right? Now, uh, we'll come back to that again because time is a huge subject and I don't think this course is actually the time that idea of time management uh, and all those things. I'll try to keep it within your limits. I hope 
are not overshot and I hope it's not been too difficult for you to get to all this, right? Yeah, and of course I must say that I'm not going to, if I'm going to record uh, the lecture because some people cannot log on to the site and all those kind of things, right? And I'll try to get the, uh, the team's bit, but then I'll have to make you another lecture because uh, you are in this four credit system, which is not the earlier system, which was three credits, right? But uh, our timetables are warped, right? Because they give us one hour, 20 minutes when the human being can concentrate only for about 30 to 40 minutes, right? Yeah. So we're talking about human, the human mind and the human mind is limited in concentration, right? We can't really concentrate for so long. We can train ourselves to do that and that's great. Right? You train ourselves to concentrate for one hour, two hours, all that kind of thing you can do. Right? I'm not saying that's not possible, but we're talking about in on the average, most human beings can concentrate for about 35 to 40 minutes. Right? Yeah? And after that, their tension gets distracted. Right? And when we are talking over here, I don't see any human beings. I only see a computer screen. Some of you have your photographs up and otherwise you get an A, H, M, all sorts of funny things, right? So you get letters of the alphabet, right? So can people concentrate so much? I don't know, right? And then when you're talking about listening to a lecture, it's like watching a movie in a multiplex today, right? Where formerly in a theater you didn't have or you're not allowed to take uh, eatables into the theater, right? You have to have your stuff in the break or before the movie or after the movie in the in a restaurant outside or the cafeteria of the theater, right? But now they brought it into the theater so you can eat and watch your movie together, right? The same thing happens when we have an online lecture, right? You can have your lunch, you can have your breakfast, right? As long as your, uh, your, uh, your camera is not on, right? You can do whatever you want and once the camera comes on uh, you can shut it off and you can see that you can go on having your lunch and breakfast and all those kind of things along with the lecture which is reduced concentration yeah so we are talking about that so when we're talking about time management we're talking about how much of quality time again we talked about that yesterday because you're talking about uh, the idea of quality time for children right quality time with your lover or friend or partner or whoever that is right so we have this thing called quality time right and when it comes to work we're talking about how at the beginning of the day we are full of energy we're full of concentration we're full of life and slowly we get we don't get immediately into our job it takes at least half an hour or one hour to get into something right and once you get into the job it becomes difficult to leave it, right? And then, of course, you have this external time which comes on to you and says, well, it's the lunch break, stop, right? And you say, no, I want to finish this. And then you have to decide whether the, the existential choice of deciding whether I should leave this alone or I should not leave this alone, right? Yeah, so you have the choice to say, well, I'll finish this and come. Maybe I'll take 10 minutes more. Otherwise, I'll forget or my concentration will go, I'm right in the middle of work. So you put your lunch aside and you go a little later for lunch, right? So that's up to you, right? But when we're talking about time management, we're talking about how do you organize 
your time so that in the slots given to you can you do what you're supposed to do right i think uh, we've almost come to the end yeah i've got a few minutes more because i'm recording the lecture for all the people who uh, 